Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing in Job chapter 22, verses 6 through 11, this time the Good News Translation. Eliphaz is still the speaker and he is still uh, giving Job, again, they've taken off the kid gloves and he's telling him what he thinks. It reads, to make a brother repay you the money he owed you, you took away his clothes and left him nothing to wear. You refused water to those who were tired and refused to feed those who were hungry. You used your power and your position to take over the whole land. You not only refused to help widows, but you also robbed and mistreated orphans. So now there are pitfalls all around you and suddenly you are full of fear. It has grown so dark that you cannot see and a flood overwhelms you. Again, this is Job chapter 22, verses 6 through 11 in the Good News Translation. And this is Eliphaz's uh, last speech. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scotts. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening. If you subscribe and follow, you'll know whenever a new episode drops. Also, why don't you drop me a line and let me know what you think of my podcast. Please follow and like 5 Minutes in the Word on Twitter and Facebook. We're in Job chapter 22, verses 6 through 11 in the Good News Translation. And in this section, Job, Eliphaz, is basically telling Job, you deserve what has happened to you. Eliphaz begins by uh, attributing specific sins to Job. Now this is a friend who's probably traveled in the same circle as Job. They have all probably have the same friends, they have the same values, the things that um, that he knows that he wouldn't do, he knows that Job probably didn't do. But he's just basing this, he's inferring it on Job's suffering. And um, I think we all need friends like that who will come correct, who will come, not correct, but will challenge us and give us a swift kick in the, uh, in the bottom if we are uh, living, in a li- living a lifestyle that's contrary to, um, to our godly beliefs. We need those kind of friends. But in Job's case, this is not the case. He is a God, godly man. He's a just man. And God said that himself of Job to Satan. So Eliphaz is just inferring that something, Job, you've done something wrong. And they've condemned him. He and the other two friends have condemned him as a wicked man and a hypocrite. And he has positively and expressly charged Job with many high crimes and misdemeanor. And he's basically saying, Job, we have beat about the bush long enough. We've been too tender, too afraid of grieving you. But uh, you've, all you've done is tried to justify yourself. So it's high time. We just deal plainly with you. 
and just tell you that you are a sinner and you deserve what's happened to you. And sometimes we do need to hear that from friends. You are not living like God wants you to live. We have to tell that to our children too. You are not doing what God has called you to do. And they need that, uh, that awakening. But in Job's case, he has done nothing wrong. Eliphaz charges Job with oppression and injustice and he, when he was prosperous and charging that um, he didn't do anything right or good with his wealth and power. Indeed, he used his power and his wealth to hurt people. He accuses Job mainly of greed and cruelty for the sake of riches. And of course, none of this is true. But Eliphaz is just assuming this since Job was once rich and he's now beset with such tragedy and he's poor. So there can't be any other explanation for Job's crisis according to their theories and their thesis, you know, how they believe. Eliphaz accuses Job of taking a pledge as collateral for debts. And of course, that was prohibit, prohibited by law. So he's suggesting that Job took clothing as a pledge, leaving the, his debtors naked. So he's accusing him of exploit, exploiting the poor by taking pledges for no reason. He also accused him of withholding food and drink from the poor. And of course, Job's going to deny this when he gets a chance to speak in chapter 31. Eliphaz accuses Job of ignoring the law, which requires the wealthy to protect widows and orphans. And Job again is going to deny this later on in chapter 29, saying that he's taking care of widows and orphans his entire life. And I'm sure all of his friends, because they were probably all wealthy, they know the standards and they know that they had set a high standard for themselves in the circle they traveled in. Eliphaz also uh, attributes Job's current situation to those sins that he just said, listed above, and that Job's sins had entrapped him. So his theory is, uh, Job, the snares are all around you, and now you're, you're struck with a sudden fear, and it troubles you. So, you know, by his simple formula, he figures, okay, Job, again, you've done something to uh, deserve all that's happening to you. But we know that this is not true. This is just because of the outward appearance. That's why we can't just trust the things that's outward. They can deceive us. So we need to make sure that we have a godly, um, godly outlook or a godly perspective, that's a better word, on things that's going on. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. This is difficult, but we do need friends like Eliphaz who will say, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Even, in, even though in Job's case, we know that it's not true. But God, we know that in some cases, we do need to get that swift kick. That friend that says, uh, we've... Uh, dealt gent gently with you long enough and you need to you know be confronted with the sin that you're doing god we pray for those who need you in a special way we pray for those who are mourning
pray for those who need a special touch and a special uh, healing touch from you. God, we thank you in advance. We uh, thank you for your son. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.